Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations, where we invite our hosts and guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. This season, we're also looking forward to engaging more with our audience, hearing your enlightened views, and answering questions and topics you would like us to weigh in on. Today's episode is hosted by Michelle Lightworker. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I'm Michelle Lightworker, and I'm very excited to be catching up with a fantastic spirit on this beautiful planet, Amanda Hart. Welcome, welcome, all the way from the UK tonight for you. Bless you. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. It's so lovely to see you again. Yeah, it is. It's We were just having a little quick chat before we came on air, and, and we are having a little bit of a chat on um, when we last spoke, and it was years ago, before COVID, but so many things, and we had a couple of conversations on Enlightened Conversations, and we really connected so well and felt a real, I know, I remember, energetically was just crazy, just yeah. that that symbiotic kind of feeling of purpose, I think, on this planet. And I think yeah. some things are going to happen today to unveil that a little bit more for us as well, to, un, to, to really, it just feels like whenever we cross paths, there's something really really magical so yeah. thank you so much for you know inviting me to your recent group and then from that I went oh my god I've got to speak to Amanda so um on Facebook so thank you so much thank you no thank you for inviting me and it's always such a pleasure as I say that it's it seems that you and I are doing something where we anchor um each other at opposite ends of the globe and 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 we kind of work on a parallel so it's really interesting just to have a quick catch up with you before this just to find that we're yeah. both actually on a on a very similar path so it's, yeah. it's uh, very encouraging it is indeed and i'll introduce amanda formally for those of you who don't know amanda for over 25 years intuitive consultant amanda hart has helped countless people to overcome adversaries to help them find their power and voice. Her memoir, The Guys Upstairs, changed the course of her life when endorsed by care experts in the field of domestic violence. Some may know Amanda as one of the finalists on Britain's Psychic Challenge on TV or as a presenter on My Spirit Radio or columnist for Soul and Spirit magazine. She has written three books, a three book series, and also contributed to four other titles as an author. Amanda speaks publicly about her story to help others make sense of theirs. Um, and now, look, after recently marrying, Amanda's husband unexpectedly suffered a stroke. I'm so sorry about to hear that. Amanda will speak about that, which once again changed the course of her life. And in her upcoming book, A Stroke of Luck. She shares a powerful message of how when life presents us with adversaries, we have the resources within us to tap, to adapt and to find solace in our authentic nature and discover solutions to the life challenge changes that we need to make for the highest good of all. Thank you so much, Amanda. It's such a blessing to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And so the... Uh, the things that we were just discussing were, um, you know, um, from my perspective, and I was just talking to Amanda about how much this is a really different stage of life for me, um, where I don't, I'm not doing things for remuneration at all. I'm, I'm comfortable and I'm happy to just turn up to my day and what do I want to do with my time? And I was telling Amanda how much it's growing my soul to just reach out and connect with those people that I feel have something I'm 
that, that I feel needs to be said um, or I need to hear to grow myself and also people that I love and um, feel a connection with and want to catch up with and have that on-air catch-up. Um, and also what I've noticed um, is, and it wasn't intentional, but it's it's like people who are writing books, I'm, I'm talking to them before they're even published. I know I've, I've published a lot of my own and writing and speaking is like a channeling experience for me. And I feel like there's some kind of resonance there with when people are writing their book now, I'm talking to them and there's something that is it's value adding in some way to that process mm. or something they have to say or it's validating them, giving them that courage to shout it out loud. So I really admire what you're doing too, Amanda, with regards to helping people find their voice. Bless you. Um, yeah, Michelle, it's it's an incredible time, actually. I mean, I, you you might have experienced this yourself. I came into 2023 thinking um, I'm going to take things easy. You know, I don't really have to work mm-hmm. anymore. I, you know, I don't have to work at all. I, I'm very blessed and very lucky like yourself. Um, and I, I felt that I was going to go down a path where I was going to commit a lot of time for my to my family and um, to my husband in particular, because recently he's had a stroke. And um, but there was this this nagging feeling. And and when I paid attention, it was like an explosion went off. And wow. I was reminded 2023 is a seven year. So nu- numerologically, when you add 2023. And by the way, it's a full moon for us tonight. Very powerful one. It's huge tonight That's here amazing. in the UK. Um, so you, yeah, you <laughs> see oh. this later. Um, it's it was it was suddenly dawning on me that this is a a, a year that's going to be very powerful spiritually. Therefore, there's work to do, and I kept attracting lots of people who were showing up wanting to share a message. Um, and then I had this real uh, impulse to get on and write and it wouldn't go away. You know, when it just nags and nags and nags at you. And, and that's why I realized, OK, there's you know, I've got to write this next book. And, and this is um, the, I guess this has come about because there is this need to look at life and realize that you know it is precious we can't waste time there is something about this particular year being a spiritual year um that's that's calling us to to really uh, resolve anything that we need to resolve but also to fulfill our purpose but it's it's also much greater than that because out of the blue women are coming to me and saying you know can i join your group and and you know how do I get this message out there? And I want to write and I want, you know, I want to, uh, you know, talk about my story. And so there, there seems to be this, com- uh, this real community, this, this, this uh, light worker community. Sorry if my computer keeps going off. I'm absolutely hopeless with technology. <laughs> it's okay. Didn't hear it. So it's all good. <laughs> it keeps pinging. Um, yeah, I, can't, I don't know how to switch it off. Um, but there is a community of women that are coming through sharing a united message, but very individual, unique stories. And I just read uh, probably about 10 minutes before I came onto, onto the call with you um, that uh, a, a, a woman who's a, a publisher said there is not enough uh, female authors out there. There's lots yeah. of male, male books out there, uh, male author books but not enough, but that is on the rise. And yeah, and it makes yeah. you wonder why that's happening. And I think that's because there's this collective consciousness 
that's that's um, calling us all to serve our higher nature, our higher purpose. And that's often, you know, using our voice to um, to share our message. So I think that's a, a real shift and probably why we're connecting again, reconnecting after all this time. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And I was just speaking to somebody yesterday who we were talking about soul medicine um, and what is our medicine. <laughs> and I think that that episode had to happen before yours. Yours was going to be scheduled before hers. And then it happened that I spoke to her yesterday and it's yeah. tuck, it's jumped in front. And I feel that's this is an extension of what we were talking about because um, if, if, it, if your writing is healing you, then yeah. it's healing the planet. It's also tapping you into the message that had to come from that healing, had to come from that process, had to come for that from that journey. Mm-hmm. And that's that is so different for everyone. It really is. And yeah. I, I was also thinking today, I don't I don't set out to just talk to women. That is for sure. I'm I love talking to men. And I'm just going, oh my God, I, I don't think I've had any men on this whole season at all I'm like this and I was seeing that this morning I'm like why is that I, I really need to and part of that sort of intellectualization part of myself is I really need to seek out some men now to balance yeah. the yin the yang but I'm just really not I'm just going to let the universe dictate what this season is meant to be about um I really do yeah. believe it is about that that so many people have their own special unique thing they need to say and it will be for their own healing I I, yeah. I I feel that instead of competing with other women, then they're not, you know, because I think in the past there's been mm-hmm. that wound around um, not embracing their own voice. So then when when someone else is doing it, there's that bitchiness or that that sort of mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, almost like the tall poppy system with women, that bitchiness. Yeah. I feel like now it's it's about no as I'm embracing my healing and loving my message I'm embracing yours and loving you and it's like that hundredth month monkey thing like right. that we need more we need more because that that voice gets stronger as a collective yeah it's it's uh it's very interesting that publishing as well is changing I think um you know there's not the the, the standard model anymore of just a big publishing house and 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 I've gone through different experiences with publishing. I'm sure you have as well. But um, and 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 I was disappointed in the past because um, they they wanted to to water down the the authentic you know the, the the message, which was it, it took away the essence of 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 what I was trying to share. So I was holding on to that, which I'm now able to uh, carry forward and, and I will be publishing this book again. So uh, that's quite exciting. And I've, I've connected with, with a woman who was talking about publishing and not just publishing the book, but also allowing women to, to go through a healing and learn from their stories. So their story is teaching them about themselves. And as they grow, they send a powerful message out to consciousness. And that's really important. I think often we need an anchor. And I think writing um, a book is an anchor. It's a, it's, a, it's a tool to allow us to channel something that we're, we're not even aware of from our subconscious. Um, and that is not just a, a, a cathartic because it's helping us with our own healing process, but it really does 
uh, touch the hearts of other people. Even if people don't read it, it's still connecting to consciousness and adding um, an energy that is actually creating some good. But every reader that it touches, if it's written from the heart and it's channeled from the heart, which, which is what you do, then it connects to their their heart, which connects to consciousness. And it, it makes such an impact. Whereas we are taught so rigidly to write in a specific way, or, or that's the, the norm, which is, you know, you have to get a degree or you, you have to study and you have to, to write it in a certain way. And there's logic to it and you planning and preparation and all, all the stuff that goes with it. Um, I think when you let it organically grow from your heart, then that's when you're bringing forward a true message, which is making an impact on the world. That makes in so much, so much sense because neurologically, in order mm. for someone to learn something, you need to take them like by the hand in a, like when you're educating them. So you don't mm. jump from one concept to another concept because mm. neurologically, the way we learn is from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And so when you just expect people to be able to accept a certain concept like as an entirety without taking them on the journey of how you got there, um, it's almost like neurologically it doesn't connect. So how it's how how when we access them through the sentient or the astral body which connects to the heart space, that then reflects in the brain. And as we're taking them on that journey of the heart, that neurologically it's 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 not hard they're not straining to understand they're actually connecting to the feelings of us as we take them through our journey and that is different from conceptualizing a book and and trying to be smart and clever because you're being much more authentic and that authenticity that's driving you forward to tell your story is engaging the person they're, they're, I believe, energetically growing that aspect of themselves and that's reflected in the brain. That's what I yeah. think. I haven't thought about this before. This is a completely different, like I know about learning because I've studied it and all that, but I've never really reflected that back to writing a book. <laughs> and it's interesting with, with you saying that and I'm really glad we've got onto this, this uh, subject because as you grow with writing that book and there is, and that builds faith, it builds trust that there is something coming through you It's and, and from you. Um, it, it also allows you to attract uh, around you uh, this, this synchronicity that, that is unfolding because it gives you more opportunity. I think writers who channel suddenly realize that as they're writing, it's it's like uh, um, an aircraft that's going from one destination to another. It doesn't go directly there. It keeps on changing its course to keep itself uh, uh, managing that that uh, trajectory to, until it gets to its destination. And that's exactly what happens with a writer who's writing from their heart. They start off, they have no concept of how it's going to really end up, let alone where it's what it's going to do in the middle. But uh, things start to come to them, um, opportunities, uh, inspirations. You know, we, we start to see the magic working as we start to pick out these little snippets that start to help to take help us to make, you know, take shape and form this this thing that we're creating. So it is a, it is something that's nurtured and, and loved and and that commitment 
really does have an impact with readers as opposed to when we try to, to create something for, you know, for, um, you know, monetary gain. And that's what we call a gift. So we can write and yes, you may get paid for it. You might get great royalties. You might only sell, you know, 20 books, but it will hit the right people. Um, many people have, in, you know, as you know, artists have, um, have, have, passed on and only then been discovered so we don't really know yeah. where our books are going to land where our messages are going to touch you know what what whose hearts they're meant for it's mm. as a light worker you you are you, you feel it you trust it you do it and and let you know let the result speak for itself rather than us trying to direct that yeah, I, I agree. And my husband says that all the time. He says, you know, you might you might sell like a hundred books in this lifetime, but who knows how many you're going to be selling next life? You know, like in, in years to come, because people just are ready for what they're ready when they're ready for it. It's not about you, and it's um, often, you know, you can be somebody that people research because that was you wrote that, and then this all these things happened, and how did that person know? And 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 that might help affirm their level of faith that oh gosh just you know look at that look at, and it's not for personal gain but if you we're writing for a therapeutic process I believe it's not selfish I believe that as we heal we heal the world and as we heal people come on the journey with us and they actually grow that aspect of themselves that mirror part of themselves um, and I'm you know really interested to hear more about what's prompted your current book that you're writing um, Obviously, in the middle of in the middle of or, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, at the I, I've 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 put it all together. I've I've created what feels right for this, um, and and I'm I'm in the process of writing it and and also talking to publishers about how this is going to uh, work for me because I don't want a traditional uh, publisher. I want somebody who's going to help me nurture this because it, it's it feels right to do it this way. Um, but yes, I, I I got to a point where I started to feel very resentful that my husband had had this stroke. We'd just come back from our first wedding anniversary celebration um, and it was totally out of the blue. Um, you know, we've got a lovely home. We've got a beautiful life together. We've got a wonderful family. We've got great friends. You know, we, we just couldn't be more blessed. And then this happened and it came out of the blue. And we don't know what the long-term um, you know, uh, uh, outcome will be. Um, so obviously my husband was going through huge upset and, fr and frustration. Um, myself, I had to kind of put that on hold and, and do whatever I could to nurture him and help him through this whilst going through that shock, which I'd parked. Um, but then I got very resentful of it. And I, I thought, this is so unfair. Why, why is this happening now? And then I got this, this sudden urge that I had to face this, you know, this is a crisis. What am I going to actually do about it? Am I going to worry that he's not going to be here in the next one, two, five years? Or am I going to make the most of every day? And it was at that point, I suddenly realized that there were so many other things that I put on hold because I... I was procrastinating over them. I was too fearful of being being heard in an authentic way. I, there were so many things that I had just parked. And I decided that I needed to do this. I needed to face these things and bring that to life because I felt if I was doing that, at least I was living. I was truly living and not just hiding in the comfort of my 
my blessed life. And that's why what I decided to do. And that's what I'm doing now. And it's, it's, it's making an impact, not just on myself, but it's also reconnecting me with some amazing people, but also with my husband and I, because we are now just getting on with life. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what the outcome is. But hey, does anybody? Yeah, exactly. Wow. What a catalyst for a lot of activation for you. Wow. That's very powerful, extremely powerful. It's, it's sometimes we don't know where we're hiding until we step into the next part of our journey and we go, oh, my God, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was really hiding that aspect of myself because comfort zones can do that. Um, yeah. And I think we all seek comfort. We all seek safety. Um, we all seek the preferences, you know, the um oh, I've got everything set up because I really do here. Um, I've got everything set up the way I want it, you know. And then the universe says to me, like my ear, my ear, my my little ear pod just fell off. I don't know if you noticed it. Just went, <laughs> yeah, I just over there. And then, the universe, <laughs> and then the universe says, we want you to travel. Yeah. We want you to go. We want you to travel. So that's um, so, I mean, I love traveling, but it's just so out of your comfort zone. You're not going to have this. You're not going to have that. I'm going to have the king size bed. You're not going to have mm. the recliner chairs. You're not going to have the, you know, like all the, the big TV, 75 centimeter TV, um, the view of the ocean that I'm looking at right now, the, you know, um, everything on foot, five minutes walk away, you know, like just all the things that mean a lot um, to my daily existence. No, you're not going to have any of that. You're just going to be wherever you're going to be and you're going to be a portal activator and you're going to end up where you're going to end up and you're going to be pushed where you're not meant to be. And that's going to be your daily existence. I was like, hang on a sec, but I got all this set up and, um, now I'm I'm being asked to do this. (laughs) Just going to grab my earpod. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um I can relate to that um that yeah you don't realize where where you're you're hiding until you're pushed out of your comfort zone a little bit or you're called I don't feel like I'm being pushed at this point but along the way I feel like I may well be but I'm, I'm feeling more pushed away from and called towards rather than pushed into an uncomfortable yeah. space I don't know I'll yet to be revealed it's yeah. in the planning and I stages think, I think that's okay as well isn't it it's good for mm-hmm. us just to be open to it and and not and not try to sort of coerce it down any particular channel so we can yep. choose our uncomfortableness because sometimes people do that as well and they and they they sort of wear it like a badge mm-hmm. of honor and say oh yeah this is i'm doing this because it's really difficult for me now and i need this but yeah. um when you really are truly uncomfortable then it's facing those fears which are very relevant to you they they're not necessarily mm-hmm fear of you know I was speaking to my daughter yesterday and she suddenly developed a fear of going into work again it's only because they've been talking about her going on a course and it brought up all those um fears that she had when she was at university and going through lockdown you know trying to do a distinction locked away in a tiny flat not being able to get out etc uh, mm-hmm. with no companionship you know it's it, it's it was very relative you know relevant mm. to her and she said, I, I can't understand what's going on, Mum. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Sometimes we don't need to know. 
Um, mm. And she worked through it. You know, we do. We 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 find our our fears are incredibly relevant to us, but that's what gives us our growth, not anybody else's. Exactly. And I was reading a post this morning that someone had been talking about how COVID had created like a frozen response. Like, you know, when you're in trauma and you can go flight or fight, a lot of people got angry. A lot of people got angry, very vocal about their preferences. Um, Mm. Put a lot of that anger, very reactive anger onto other people, blaming, shaming, guilting and all that kind of stuff. But what we haven't really spoken about is not not that out there really is that frozen response where in trauma you hold it in and I think a lot of us in the spiritual industry that saw that kind of polar opposite behavior where it's very angry a lot of us were holding the energy of containment and I think a lot Mm. of that for us energetically was so contained that there, we probably didn't even notice the trauma response we were having that frozen that frozenness and so I think post-COVID we're actually thawing out a little bit and we're going mm. oh I'm afraid of that or oh that's what I'm really afraid of or what am I afraid of why am I why am I avoiding that or we're starting to have our kind of I think post-COVID thawing out yeah, I uh, actually, funny enough, just before this call, I saw a message come through from a family member who's very socially anxious now. This is somebody who was very, you know, traveled the world, you know, entrepreneur, you know, had had, had a real passion for, for you know, getting out there and and making changes. And it's and this is uh, this is a lot of of what I'm seeing. That, that it's quite interesting that you've brought this up, this thawing out. People are recognizing and, and taking ownership for it and saying, you know, I don't know why, but I'm feeling socially anxious. So I don't like going out as much or I like to know where I'm going. I don't want to go to new places. It's, it's quite interesting how we've all collectively at some level, even if we're not even aware of it, have created fears because everyone must have gone through some kind of trauma whether it be small or or you know large it doesn't matter some kind of trauma which would have associated with some experience that we've never had before Mm. because that's that's the nature of being human and uh, and it, it is really important for us to own our our stuff and say okay I'll be kind I you know I can deal with this um, I can accept it. And, and in some cases, you know, it's okay to, to change it too. But I think that's the thing. We don't want to force everybody to, you know, to take ownership for their stuff and, and start no. making great changes. It's, ju- it's just that talking about it and just showing people that we have a story we are vulnerable to that makes it okay for them not to be okay. Yeah. And that's one of the first books so I, I remember when I was on the radio um, show when I, I presented for My Spirit Radio, um, I was I was allowed to interview. I, I got you know it was lovely. I could read lots of books and interview these fantastic authors, but they all happened to be very well known and and very well published. Um, and but I found this self published author, and in those days it was you know, very rare for people to self-publish. And his name was Aaron Kong. And he wrote a, a book called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. And um, and I read this and it made absolute sense to me. And I thought it was the most incredible uh, book 
because it gave so much grounded advice to show people that it was okay. But when I gave it to the directors, they didn't want to, to have this broadcast because it, was, it wasn't the norm then. It wasn't acceptable. It wasn't that they were wrong. It's just that we, we didn't do that. You only, you know, it was only acceptable if you, you were from a published, a reputable publishing company. And, and it really struck a chord with me. And I, I think that really anchored me into saying to myself, it's okay for me not to be okay. Because for years I ran from what I didn't want to face in myself or I wanted to you know, get as far away from the troubles that I had. So I was fighting always to try and find solutions. Um, so it's, you know, and I think sometimes we do as human beings, we beat ourselves up because we don't find the solutions quick enough. But actually accepting as soon as we start to relax, the solutions will come to us when we're ready. And I think a lot of this message that's getting out there, which is from people who are genuinely first time authors or somebody who just needs to share a message or someone who just wants to inspire others because they've got something to say and they don't really know why. I think this is going to be the real impact that we have in this world when we start to realize we're all human. We're all just trying to muddle through. We've all got our stuff to deal with and we're all just okay as we are. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I'm so many things coming through for me. Oh, feeling a little bit teary right now, actually. I think the thing that I struggled with, like not so much at the time, but post COVID Mm -hmm. has been the repetition of people around my age. So I'm 52 people dying. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid of death. I mean, I, I'm not, um, I think what's come up for me is I really, like you, want to take life by the horns and balls and whatever your heart and everything yeah. and just like milk it as much as I possibly can because I don't know how long I've got here. And it became yeah. really, and my mum passed um, as well. I mean, she passed quite young really. 76 isn't really that old and so you know for me I feel like um part of this is about I think all my life I thought it's fine I can you know um travel whenever and la la what whatever once a year but this is like almost like saying no just don't even think that you'll be around and then once I'd made this decision that I really feel like this is the next step I got all these physical things happen to me to, I believe, to get me ready and to also clear the way because it's almost like one thing related to one chakra and the other related to the other and the other. And mm-hmm. all my chakras, kind of everything on some chakra level of my body. And I feel like I'm getting rebooted to do this next step. So yeah. there's preparation. So I don't feel like I'm waiting and waiting and waiting, but I feel like there's preparation before mm-hmm. I do it. And I, I really appreciate what you're saying because I'd never thought about it before. But the reason why I got a little bit teary is maybe I meant to write about the journey. I wasn't going to do it to write about it, Amanda. I wasn't going to make it a thing. Like it was just going to be the journey and the experiencing it. But maybe, maybe this kind of conversation is generating an aspect of purpose. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm feeling I'm going to document it in some way, basically, mm-hmm. as I'm talking to you. Yeah. And you, and you say you're 52. So you're yeah. a seven in a seven year. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's like sort of putting that square peg finally in the square hole. Mm-hmm. It, it fits and you start to realize that actually what you thought you were doing actually it has been very relevant up to now and then suddenly this new chapter just opens up in front of you this opportunity and it's it's there's no sort of rhyme or reason why it's happening right now other than it's a timing thing you know we we really do get this this intuition that comes through to us and and if we pay attention to it and we honor it despite how scary it feels or or despite how sometimes we we you know we we sort of want to stand back from being vulnerable when we're authentic um if we if we honor what we're supposed to do then we we are very nurtured in that process and and being honest and authentic is actually the most empowering thing you can do and that's what will empower others yeah i agree i I feel like they can feel it it's not something they think about they go oh my god i can feel it's just there you know and to anybody who kind of you know, if you're around somebody, you're just not sure if they're telling the truth. It's kind of usually that they're either not telling the truth themselves. They're not like being authentic to themselves, not necessarily going out of their way to lie to you, but it mm. may just be that they've just not connected with their authenticity yet. And yeah. we need to trust that because if we hand our power you know, over in relationships to people that aren't being authentic yet with themselves, then what, what are we handing our power over to? We're handing up like, you know, power over yeah. to a lie like you know really and and that help can help us take our power back and go well instead of kind of worrying about if they're being authentic or not I'll just I'll just tune into my authenticity as much as I possibly can and find that follow the Mm. bouncing ball to that for myself um, and connect with my intuition yeah it's it's incredible when you you do actually re- resonate with that and you st- suddenly realize that what you thought was your authentic nature hasn't been it was just your survival kit and that's absolutely yeah, fine it's fine many people don't understand that they're they're not really it's it's you know this is the the the, the curtain that they've put in front of them because they've got to protect themselves for a reason that's absolutely fine it just doesn't mean to say that that's wrong um no. but it just it feels so freeing when you finally say oh I don't have to do that anymore and I can be myself and I can just express how I feel I have um, a a mantra that I I teach my my clients and 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 whenever people get to a point where something's troubling them and and they're challenged by life or there's somebody saying something that they're not happy with or they feel threatened in some way I always say because consciousness always works in the present moment, rather than just getting overwhelmed and swept up by the moment, stop and just ask yourself, what is going on for me right now? And when you do that, something magical happens because you're talking to your authentic nature, which is your subconscious, which is connected to consciousness through the heart. And at that moment, you often get, more often than not, you will get a message as to what to do, what it's about, and what action you need to take because mm. we, we too often get swept up with things with challenges and dramas and other people's stuff mm-hmm. because we think oh gosh you know well it's just because he's doing that or she can't help it because she had you know a bad life or you know well, that's just the way she is 
it there's always something in it for ourselves to stop and say what's the message in this for me you know what mm. what's this teaching me it's either about being um able to say actually I can detach myself from this drama this is not mine it's, I can see what's going on here and that's fine you can do it in non-judgment or it's giving you an opportunity to change something so it's either an action or non-action to take and I I really believe that when we take the time just to stop and be here in the moment rather than getting just dis, you know just distracted by time schedules and our phone and and social media and everything that we've got to do on our to-do list then we really truly are living our authentic nature that's beautiful it is very very much um how a very grounding method to just just come back to that present moment and check in with you and and ask yourself what is really going on for me and then by asking and being curious rather than other otherly focused on everything outside of our control there it really does invite that that strength and that intuition and the next thing that we need to do and that groundedness and that calm to come back and go okay well that's that's enough for now right you, you know we we let people off the hook as well and i think we can be kinder to people yeah. in their messiness you know like yeah. instead yeah. of trying to make sweep the messiness up or make it better because yeah. we can allow we can be no that's okay it's okay not to be okay like it's okay it's actually okay you know your not okayness that you think is not okay at that moment is actually perfect and when we actually genuinely feel that because we can detach and look at that for ourselves, that's very powerful. It's extremely powerful, Amanda. Yeah. As light workers, you know, you'll know this. Um, it, the most, the, the, the thing that drives us is to want to make light out of darkness. We mm -hmm. want to help people to overcome their adversities and 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 find their true true natures and, and find the light within themselves but often that's not we have to find that discerning balance don't we we have to know when to help and when not to and that takes years of mastery I remember years ago I was I was in Egypt and I, I was um I was Ooh, somewhere with, I want to go yeah saying well, somewhere we, I want to go what's <laughs> <laughs> calling yeah. me you're ah. going there um <laughs> And, it, and I was, you know, I was going through a lot of growth at that time. And I remember this woman, she was very ill and she had to run back into the hotel off the coach because, you know, you know, she was just not, not able to, to travel. And, mm -hmm. and I, I ran in after her to go and help her. And I said to the, the woman who was, who was, you know, organizing this, you know, she can't travel. She can't possibly go to the next pyramid because we were doing a, a tour of all the pyramids. And she just, she said in front of everybody, she said, Amanda, step out of the drama. And I, it was like a slap around the face. And I, I'll still remember that today because actually I was, I was so caught up in the drama of wanting to rescue her and make her all right. And also let them all know that I, I had this compassion for this woman. So there's so much ego riding there as well. So there was yep. a multitude of lessons I learned that day. Love that. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a real, yeah, slap down. Come on, you know, pay attention to what's really going on here. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, and she did actually manage to get back on the bus and she did manage to continue with it, but they were, they were, had grown enough to be able to see that. And I, I wasn't at that stage as a light worker then. I just wanted to make everybody better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. like, as I'm listening to you, it's a great story. And, um, you know, I've had my experiences too, where I had a, a friend when, when I was in my early twenties, it happened and taught me a lot. Um, and you know, uh, she confronted me and she said, um, you know, I really care about you and I love you as a friend and everything. But when I share how I'm feeling and you try to fix it and rescue me, I feel broken and I feel shame. Mm-hmm. And I, and I went, Oh, holy crap. What? I don't want my friend to feel like that. And so I really learned a boundary on don't try and fix things unless somebody um, asks your opinion, you know, like just, 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 you know, step back and let them be in their process and for that to be enough. And that was a beautiful lesson for me. And as I'm hearing us talk about this topic, I'm feeling on a bigger scale with lightworkers at the current time with the consciousness we have and stepping into what we know is functional and what we know is not and what we know is toxic, what we know is healthy, what we know is flowing and what we know is it's not flowing and dark and light and all that. And we, 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 got, we get the picture. But I think what our challenge is is actually finding um, an acceptance on another level that that those processes of darkness actually need to happen. People need to walk through those Um, and to be able to not be so quick to judge the process of something, whether it be a war in another country or it be a, a person who's trying to exit a DV relationship and they're not ready one of our friends or, you know, or we, we need to find our challenge as lightworkers, I believe, is to find the patience and compassion and acceptance for the process without enabling it, but being yeah. upfront about it, sharing our views, but then also then being at peace with the process. Yeah. And it's extremely hard to do that if we feel we know best, we know mm-hmm. more, we know the information, we know it will happen, you know, all those things are quite spiritual elitism and arrogance. And so yes. we, we go to the other extreme mm-hmm. in our spirituality where we're the know-it-all rather than the understanding it all but also being at peace with it all. Yeah. There's a real sense that, that, that you know, it, rather than being leader-driven and, and this because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of great coaches, there's a lot of great mentors out there. And what I'm feeling that is that there's there's more of this, this coming together of all the different, um, the, the hierarchies that have been built by humanity um, for the sake of helping show the way to others. And I think we all have a story. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, the elderly lady next door or, or a young child of five or the person who stands on stage speaking to 4,000 people, you know, every message is relevant and it's always relevant to the people that, it, that, that connect with it at the heart level. Um, so, so, you know, we can actually look at all of this and say, well, okay, you know, do we need more leaders in the world? Do we need more inspirers in the world? Well, we all have an inspiring message and by allowing people to come through and and share their story. And I think this is you and I are, are, are encouragers of this at this moment in time. Um, it's giving permission to people finally to let this voice come through and their voice is connected at the solar 
plexus level. And I, I call this the T-zone. So the, 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 the visual is here, the clairvoyance, you've got the clairaudience, and it cuts through here in the middle down to the, the, the core of us, the, the very mm. center of us which is our solar plexus. And all of this connects once we allow the voice to come out. It's like, you know, at last uh, we're, we're all singing, mm. all dancing because we've allowed it all to connect. So our mm. voice could come through by speaking or, or singing or, or writing. It doesn't matter. But but that's that's the encouragement I feel is coming through for you and I at this moment in time, which is allowing people permission to say, OK, I've got a message. I don't know who it's connecting with, but I know it's relevant. Mm, that's beautiful isn't it and and not to do it for any personal gain I think is really important so make sure make sure you're supported financially not dependent on this to make you money just do it Um, because if you do it um, and it unveils itself it will lead to the next thing that you need to do for you and also it will heal the planet and it will heal people that are when won't actually not everybody will get it who see it because no. or hear it because that's not meant for them but exactly. it will still affect the entirety of the planet yeah so even if they don't get it on that level yeah. they'll get it on an energetic level so just know you are doing a public service um, mm-hmm. that's completely invaluable in your own unique way uh, and it's also the threads of that just go everywhere and I've had people kind of come back to me and go, oh, my God, you know, when this changed, that changed, this changed, this changed. And then that affects that person. We don't know how many people it affected. Like, like, really, you know, it takes the ego out of it a bit. And then we're not depending on it for our self-worth either. Oh, mm-hmm. how many followers do I have? How many people like me? You know, how many people get what I'm doing? It's it's irrelevant. On, on yeah. you, you do it and it, it actually, it's like a big uppercut. uppercut to the universe in a good way um, for lifting the planet and the consciousness collective yeah absolutely yeah I mean as I say you know we've connected through the group again and and this is you know something's shifting with all these women so uh, who are coming forward and and reaching out so it's it's lovely that we can share this I'm definitely want to share this on the empowering women hq uh, uh, group so um, and it's been it's been very timely, as I say, it's just very powerful tonight anyway, because there's a full moon and whenever yeah. we connect with there's always some ver- real relevance. So. So, yeah, I'm very grateful we've had this conversation tonight. There's so much in it. There's just so much. And I really appreciate you and applaud you um, for, uh, you know, turning up and continuing to turn up and, um, you know, for being your authentic and self and connecting with it it really is inspiring to me amanda because it you know i really didn't think i'd have any more books in me to be honest i i I don't even know if if it will be a book um i'm sure there's many books but what i've what i've been really enjoying is turning up and writing and continuing to write my blogs and things like my little posts on facebook and stuff but what i'm sensing is that there's more there's more to this story. So <laughs> it'll be interesting the next time we chat um, to see where it, will be where it all goes. <laughs> I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to the next one already. <laughs> I feel there's a real chapter in this for you, which is a deep dive into, mm. into something that, that's going to be very revealing. Yeah. Um, and and there's, there's lots of things that are going on around this. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where we're at. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much for joining me so 
late at night on your end as well. I know it's early as a sparrow's fart this over this way, but <laughs> it's lovely to <laughs> it's lovely to make the time um, to talk to people who are on the same page as you. Pardon the pun. We've been talking about like books, but <laughs> thanks, no, Amanda, okay. and enjoy the rest of your evening. And thank you so much, everybody, for joining us on Enlightened Conversations. We look forward to the next uh, episode, whatever that one may be. We're not sure yet, so we'll let you know when we know. Ciao for now. <laughs> <laughs>